Blog Talk Radio. It's that time, America. Your very own nationally award-winning family radio talk show. Let's Talk America with host Shayla Thornton is set to air now. We feature the trending news stories, the timely interviews you want to hear, and the hottest music in the industry. This show truly is news talk for everyone. Let others know right now that you're tuned into quality news talk that matters. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. The broadcast begins now, now, now. Well, good Tuesday evening, everyone, and welcome to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana, and I am so excited and honored that you have opted to join us live this Tuesday. It is October the 25th. It is 2016, and I welcome you to the final Tuesday in October of 2016. Wow, time has truly flown by. Now, I trust you're having one awesome week thus far. After all, it's just Tuesday, and we are in the midst of fall weather. More cold weather will be coming our way soon enough. Right now, we're enjoying, in many parts of the country, some cool weather in the mornings, and then it warms up in the afternoon. But winter, old man winter, is knocking, and he is knocking loudly. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is a national award-winning family radio talk show that offers news talk for every single member of your household. Now, that's regardless of the age or generation. This show is appropriate and fitting for your grandchild, your own daughter, perhaps your neighbor, anyone you know. We truly offer news talk that matters. Now, we've had the awesome opportunity to be on air for the last three years, and that's where we've presented the exclusive interviews on so many topics out there with the leading experts and celebrity guests. Now, we've covered topics dealing with health, law, education, politics, pop culture, music, and so much more. Stay with us because we are just getting started. We have more for you. It's going to be one phenomenal fall and winter season with the show lineup. Right now, I would kindly ask that you hashtag LTA Radio. Please hashtag LTA Radio, all caps or lowercase, on your favorite social media outlet. Perhaps you love Twitter or its famous Facebook or Instagram or its Snapchat. Whatever you love, simply hashtag LTA Radio. Of course, the acronym stands for Let's Talk America Radio. Let your family, friends, and anyone you're connected with know that you are tuned in live tonight. And if you are looking to add a photo, why not add a selfie? We certainly don't mind. Now, we can search for that hashtag, LTA Radio, and when we find you, we will connect with you. We certainly do follow back. Please note that we offer news, talk, and music weekly. And tonight's lineup is quite impressive. We have CNN political commentator Tara Setmeyer. She joins me tonight on the show for a comprehensive conversation about the presidential race for 2016. It's been one interesting, intriguing, and heated race. And Tara's going to break it down from her perspective. She is well-known, seen all over the tube, but again, very uh, known for being on CNN. Very very excited to have her tonight. 
Also, do you have heart disease? Well, I'm excited to have interventional cardiologist Dr. Colin Baker on tonight. He joins me here on the program to discuss this very serious health concern. Please join us and certainly message family or friends. And lastly, world record holder and U.S. Paralympic swimmer Mallory Wenchman joins us to discuss her discipline and rigorous diet. Now, this is a very informative conversation. You want to stay with us. Well, everyone, we are set to deliver one awesome show tonight, and it's an engaging one. It's not a very long broadcast now, so stay with us. You don't want to miss anything. I would encourage you to message family, friends, colleagues, and even your next-door neighbor and let them know that Let's Talk America Radio is on now, and we are providing the information you want to know, regardless of where you live in the United States, regardless of your age or your background. We aim to keep you informed. Now, stay with us because our signature in the news will air in minutes, and that's where we keep you informed with the latest news of the hour. Now, you know we love timely news, great talk, and also music. And tonight, the music of Danielle West will air, so you'll want to stay with us for that. All right, everyone? Okay, let's get started. It's Tuesday night, and Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is on now. We're ready. Let's get it. Regina R. Tate is a Christian counselor, and she's written a book entitled There is a Bomb for That. The compilation is her platform to inspire and spread the love of God. The book is encouragement and motivation to get beyond and through everyday issues and problems using the Word of God. In addition, she shares some accounts of athletes and other well-known people doing admirable or not-so-admirable things to help push across her messages of encouragement. Tate combines her love of sports with her love of the Lord to inspire those of us who are on the Lord's side and others who are seeking reasons to trust in God. Within the book are articles or misses including Hold Fast, Gifts of the Cross, Call to Be Better, and Don't Get Weary, all of which remind us that God is always pulling for us to get to the other side of the roof. In the missive, there's a bomb for that. Tate Vince, my head hurts because there is so little tolerance for the diverse prisms through which we see life, and there is a declining appreciation for the myriad ways we have come to survive life. She goes on to explain why her neck hurts, her eyes, her ears, her stomach, her feet, and even her heart hurt. But then she points out that she is not in a woe is me state of paralysis because she says, I have medicine. I have a bomb in Gilead. Her aim with the book is to remind all of us that we indeed have medicine for whatever ails us. Regardless of what the situation or the crisis is, there is a bomb for that. Books may be purchased on AuthorHouse.com or at Amazon.com, or you may visit the website ThereIsABombForThat.com for more information. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. My name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. 
Welcome back, everyone. Of course, I'd be remiss if I did not acknowledge our national sponsors and partners. Your support truly is priceless. Now, if you're with a for-profit or non-profit organization and you are looking for some innovative ways to collaborate or partner with an awesome media outlet, join us here at Let's Talk America Radio. You can shoot us a quick email and we will provide more information. You can reach us at admin at ltaradio.com. Again, shoot us an email at admin at ltaradio.com. Thank you for the continued support. Now, I always have to acknowledge our weekly dedicated listeners. Thank you so much for all that you do. Many of you have shared this programming with your family and friends, and it means so much to us. We have gotten the feedback. Thank you. Now, do you have an iPhone? If so, you can listen to any replay podcast of Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton simply by going to iTunes. Search Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, and you can listen to any of our previously aired shows. Stay up to date with us. And if you don't have an iPhone or you uh, prefer another method, simply reach out to us on Blog Talk. And there you can listen to any of the shows that are previously aired. Simply search Blog Talk Radio and you can put in Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Well, everyone, it is now time for our signature in the news. And this is where we highlight the top trending news of the hour. Also, a friendly reminder that Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton has collaborated with the one and only SCBTV Channel 182 News out of Georgia on the Charter Cable Network. And there we actually present the televised edition of In the News. It's pretty neat. You want to check it out. You can find the footage by visiting our website at www.ltaradio.com. Again, simply search ltaradio.com and there you can find our Vimeo link and you can watch all of the televised footage of the news. We keep you informed. We know you have a busy life, so we don't take long to keep you up to date with the latest news. Well, everyone, we're set to present in the news for today, Tuesday, October the 25th. In the news. Now, according to a new CNN poll, Hillary Clinton leads Donald Trump as the presidential campaign heads until its final two weeks. Among likely voters, Clinton tops Trump 49% to 44%. In the news, there are reports verifying that Obamacare premiums are set to skyrocket on an average of 22% for the benchmark silver plan in 2017. Now, the hike actually comes at a time where many have found criticism of Obamacare. Now, some insurers are raising prices and downsizing their presence on the exchanges as they try to stem losses from sicker-than-anticipated customers. Enrollment for 2017 will be closely watched since it is being reported that many insurers want to see younger and more healthier consumers enroll. In the news. Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump has had a heated war with the New York Times newspaper out of New York City. Well, this past Monday, the New York Times boldly printed two full pages of Donald Trump's insults. It is titled in bold, All the People, Places, and Things Donald Trump has insulted on Twitter since declaring his candidacy for president. I'm sure this does very little to mend the wounds between the New York Times and the presidential candidate. Well, everyone, this concludes this week's edition of 
of in the news. But do stay with Let's Talk America Radio as we continue to keep you informed. We provide the information and allow you to make your own decision, okay? If you're a news junkie or you simply like news, please join us on Twitter. And there we actually share news stories 24 hours a day. You're going to love it, okay? Reach out to us. Our handle on Twitter is S.S. Thornton. Our handle on Twitter is S-S-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N. Okay, everyone, we'll be back on. I am so excited because we're going to continue our political conversation. We're going to talk about both the Republican side of the House and the Democratic side of the House. We're also going to discuss the Libertarian Party and the Green Party. And I'm no expert, but political commentator Tara Setmeyer is here tonight, and she's going to break it all down. Message family, friends, and colleagues, and let them know that we are putting the spotlight on your vote in 2016, the race for the White House. It is serious, it is heated, and we are less than 14 days away. Who will win? I asked here the tough questions and more. Stay with us. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show. Do you need to see a doctor today and can't wait two weeks for an appointment? Are you tired of waiting for hours on end in the emergency room? Well, good news. Get Well Urgent Care is open seven days a week from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. Dr. Baruti and his well-trained staff specialize in minor surgical procedures like keloid removal, IV therapy, telemedicine, and a six-month physician-supervised weight loss program. Get Well Urgent Care is located in Douglasville, Georgia, Interstate 20, Exit 37. Call 404-937-3508 or go to www.getwellga.org. Welcome back, everyone. It is now time for our signature inspirational quote of the night. And this is where we highlight a pretty moving quote that will help you get through your week. Well, media mogul Kathy Hughes once said that you must convince yourself that you can do it and don't allow anyone or anything to discourage you. Again, the very well-known media mogul and pioneer and trailblazer, Kathy Hughes, once said, you must convince yourself that you can do it and don't allow anyone or anything to discourage you. You know what? What a very powerful and always timely quote. It's so true. You have to believe in yourself first and foremost, okay? Uh, There are many gurus out there, business or other industries, and they'll say that often you have to certainly display the confidence for others to buy into it, okay? So you have to know for yourself what's for you. You've got one life. Make it exceptional. Well, everyone, I have one exceptional, well-known political commentator coming up very soon. She's a conservative political commentator. Her name is Tara Setmeyer, and you have seen her all over the tube. She's mostly seen on CNN, where she gets involved in some very heated conversations, offering her perspective. Well, she's with us tonight, and she's going to give her take on what's been going on in the 2016 presidential campaign. It has been one intriguing one, one like we've never seen before. Tara's going to offer her input, okay? Message family and friends and let others know that we're talking about a very serious and a very timely issue. We're talking about the presidential campaign. Your vote does count. Tara's going to offer her perspective and more. Stay with us. You're listening to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton, where we offer news, talk, and music. This is Atlanta-based gospel singer, Davina Williams. You can find me at www.davinawilliams.wix.com. 
facebook.com slash gospel singer and you are listening to let's talk america with host shane Thornton. Yeah. welcome back listeners to your national award-winning news talk program let's talk america with host shana thornton you know here on the program we put the spotlight on the issues that concern you and politics the 2016 presidential race is here and it's been one heated race on any side that you sit on i'm so excited right now to have the one and only acclaimed political commentator tara setmeyer on with us tonight to discuss it all and break it down welcome to the show thank you for having me what an honor. Now, uh, let's first go here. This race has been like no other when we look at the campaign season. Fifty years from now, how would this presidential race be looked upon? Well, I think the history books will not be kind to this year's election. Um, you know, it, being having mudslinging and, and very nasty races isn't necessarily new. I mean, that goes all the way back to John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. But I think the level in which this campaign went into the gutter and the way that it became a a, a tabloid election um, where it became more about personal attacks and insults and very salacious things as opposed to focusing on the issues and policy that really impact people's lives every day. Um, I think that's what this, this campaign will be known for. But it'll also be known for how divisive the country became as a result of the tactics of the Trump campaign in particular and the emergence of a very ugly underbelly of American society from the formalization of the white nationalist movement known as the alt-right. I think that's something something else that will be for sure uh, written about in the history books. Sarah, you know, I know you're a well-known um, uh, political commentator. I know you are a Republican. Who is to blame? You so eloquently described this campaign season as divisive. It's been vicious. There's been a lot of name-callings, unprecedented on many, many levels. But who do we blame? Do we blame um, Secretary Clinton? Do we blame businessman Trump or Gary Johnson? Or are the voters or potential voters really to blame? Well, to be honest with you, I think there's a lot of blame to go around. You know, as a lifelong conservative, uh, I've watched this election season unfold, and it's been very dismaying for me. Uh, I think that the Republican leadership not listening to the constituency and not really um, demonstrating to the people who put them back in power in Congress that they were willing to stand up to President Obama's very progressive agenda, uh, that, is, that upset the Republican base which laid the foundation for what we have in Donald Trump. Um, But I also blame a a lot of the media that gave, particularly conservative media, that gave Donald Trump a pass a year ago uh, because he was something new. And it was, it was something of, it was interesting to to bring in this kind of a, you know, fresh face, if you want to call that. But conservative media gave Donald Trump a pass on a lot of things that are just completely, in complete contrast to what we believe as conservatives, policy-wise, from free trade to big entitlements. We want entitlement reform. Donald Trump doesn't seem to believe in that, um, to also his very divisive rhetoric um, and xenophobia that is something that as conservatives we do not really believe in. And so that gave him an opportunity to be legitimized when he shouldn't have been. 
You know, let's go there. Uh, for instance, talking about the media, he has said openly, businessman Donald Trump, the 2016 presidential candidate, has said that the media is against him. As you know, we're going to talk about that uh, a claim also that the election is rigged. But he seems to be saying uh, multiple, if not majority, or all of the media sources. Now, many uh, commentators and strategists like yourself have said from the very beginning it seemed that his rise in political stardom came from the media outlet. Uh, do you think mm-hmm. it's a fair claim that he's saying the media is against them, or he's saying it now that uh, more vetting is taking place? Well, it's a combination of a couple of things. I mean, Republicans have always been up against the media. The media has traditionally been ha- had a liberal uh, bent to it. That That's un- undisputed. But for Donald Trump to complain and whine, I mean, the whining is really just unbecoming of someone who wants to be the president of the United States, for goodness sake. But for Donald Trump to complain that the media is now against him, He's received almost $3 billion in earned media, free media, unlike anyone ever in the history of politics, including Hillary Clinton. So Donald Trump, part of his success has been that the media has given him this much attention for free. Uh, But now I think there was a certain amount of rooting for the Clinton-Trump matchup that we got because it's been great for the media outlets. Uh, Profits have been up. So... Uh, now, in the final stretch of the campaign, you are going to get vetted a lot tougher and a lot closer. That's just the way it goes. I personally believe he could have been vetted and uh, a lot closer earlier on. I wish I would have seen that during the primary. We wouldn't be here. Uh, there were other Republican candidates who were better candidates that didn't have his baggage that we would have beaten Hillary Clinton handily if we had a competent nominee, but unfortunately we don't. So. Uh, Donald Trump complaining now that the media, he's used the media very masterfully, but because now he's being held to account for his own words and behavior and past, now somehow the media is against him. He talks out of both sides of his mouth, but that's part of his personality. You know, you brought up yourself a few minutes ago um, that it seems like uh, Donald Trump and the forces to be have isolated themselves. One of the trending issues that continues to come up, especially for candidate Trump, is the birther issue of our President Barack Obama, saying he wasn't born here, uh, other claims even questioning in his faith or his religion. Uh, where do you stand on that? Because, as you know, there have been many uh, conservatives on the Republican side who have endorsed that claim, and now it seems that many, many people are trying to back away from that because because it's been associated with other things, including tied to a lot of racist thoughts, if you will. Yeah, I I mean, I think the birther issue is an unfortunate one. Um, I felt, though, that should have been prosecuted back in 2008 and was, for the most part. Uh, And, you know, it did originate from a Hillary Clinton, you know, side of the aisle, not necessarily her campaign directly, but they were looking for things to go after Barack Obama in 2008 is, you know, primary politics are very tough and ugly. However, um, the fact that people continued once it was settled and once President Obama released his birth certificate, it should have been over with. Uh, I don't believe that the main, mainstream conservatives or mainstream Republicans have ever continued to push that narrative. And there, it, it was very upsetting to a lot of us that this was brought up again since Donald Trump couldn't seem to let it go. Um, you know, he's, this is just part of Donald Trump's celebrity and his, his bombast, and he just he was catering to a certain element of the right wing, as I mentioned earlier, this very white nationalist alt-right wing of the Republican Party that should have been shunned and had been up until this election cycle with Donald Trump. And um, I think that has hurt the Republicans even more so with minority outreach. 
but they really need to – I think that the most mainstream Republicans have shut that down. You know, you have brought up that the face of the Republican Party right now uh, seems to be different from what many people considered even four years ago, uh, ten years ago. Do you blame the Republican Party themselves? I know you question some of the moves of the Republican leadership, but as you know, it's being reported that John Kasich, a former candidate uh, for a presidency on the Republican side, has uh, said that if the Republican Party does not evolve, um, that it will disappear. And I'm paraphrasing him, but there's been reports saying that he said that. I don't think that's being disputed. Uh, what are your what your thoughts on that? Uh, I happen to agree with John Kasich on that. Uh, as someone who is a minority female conservative looking at the party not expanding, instead it's contracting with this Donald Trump candidacy, the way he's running his, his, his campaign is really the complete opposite of what the Republican Party recognized it needed to do after the 2012 election where Mitt Romney lost. They did a big autopsy report and it was, it was obvious that there needed to be better outreach and better communication with minorities and with women. Um, that is clearly not what has taken place this time around, and I've cautioned the Republicans uh, on this. I've written many pieces for CNN.com about this. I was very upset with Paul Ryan, who I thought was, who I, I know, who is a, really could have been the future of the party. Marco Rubio could have been the future of the party, even John Kasich. Uh, they have it right on policy, and they have it right normally in their ability to communicate conservatism, but their endorsement of Donald Trump, I think, has really undercut their moral high ground and moral compass on how do you possibly reconcile you continue to endorse this person who is com the complete antithesis to what we represent as conservatives. So it is very dangerous. I recently just wrote a piece for CNN.com about with endorsing Donald Trump or not at least shunning him on his comments about women and the sexual assault allegations and his bragging on the Access Hollywood video, how Republicans who have not walked away from him could lose the women's vote permanently if they, if they don't condemn what Donald Trump has done. So I think John Kasich is absolutely right. Um, the only upside is that Donald Trump has almost divorced himself from what traditional Republicans are. So perhaps after this mess, the Republicans can make up for it and say, well, he wasn't really what Republicans stand for. Maybe okay. people will forget that. But I think it's going to be very difficult for the Republicans to, to make up for it unless they come out strongly against a lot of the ilk that Donald Trump has put forth. You are listening to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. We are talking about politics, the 2016 presidential race. As many of you know, if you're not living under a rock, uh, the nation votes officially November the 8th. I'm no expert, but I am on uh, with a Republican uh, political commentator. She's very well known, seen all over CNN and other media outlets. The one and only Tara Sessemeyer. We are excited and honored to have her on tonight, breaking it all down from her perspective. Now, I want to go here. You mentioned uh, the name Senator uh, Rubio also. You did mention uh, Senator Ted Cruz, but I'm going to bring him up. We remember, many of us, the primary race. It was a nasty one. And, and from many people's perspective, it was even more vicious than this fight against uh, Secretary Clinton from Trump's perspective. You know, we remember some of the allegations that a businessman Trump made on Ted Cruz, Senator Cruz, including that of his wife attacking Heidi and other things, uh, even making claims about uh, Senator Cruz's father being associated with some assassination plots, some pretty serious damage 
long-lasting issues. Why, when you think about it, uh, there have been uh, reports that Senator Cruz has been campaigning, making phone calls on behalf of the Trump campaign. I know people will say it's politics, and in the end you can still be friends, but some of that here was pretty vicious, talking about spouses and making claims that I've never really seen on that level before. Uh, why is Senator Cruz, why is Senator Rubio uh, really going out of their way for this man who in so many ways insulted them? Well, I, I've got to tell you, Ted Cruz, I think, has ruined himself politically. At some point, you, you know, the part of, of, of Ted Cruz's criticism was that he was just such a, a politician, and there's a certain amount of phoniness to him. And anyone in their right mind who would not stand up and defend their family over a party, I think um, you have to start to question their integrity. I thought it was shameful that Ted Cruz decided to acquiesce and put politics over principle, over his family, and decide to now campaign for a man who not only insulted his wife, but implied that his father was involved in the Kennedy assassination. Um, I, I, that was a stunning revelation for me. And as someone, like I said, I'm a conservative first. I've been a lifelong Republican and conservative, okay. but my conservative principles come before the party. And right now what the party is doing, is pre, it's, it's committing suicide with this support of Donald Trump. And I just um, was very disappointed in Ted Cruz's decision. He acquiesced to donors who were putting pressure on him um, for his, his Senate reelection and any hopes he had in 2020 running again to support Donald Trump. And instead of doing the right thing, which should have been, I'm sorry, but I cannot do this. This man is unfit to be president, and I've, he said as much more than once. Um, I think that is, has uh, damaged him in a way that may make it uh, impo impossible for him to t be taken seriously on a national level moving forward. For Senator Rubio, uh, uh, I supported Rubio during the primary and um, I think that he was looking at his, again, he's been walking a tighter rope than to Senator Cruz. Marco Rubio hasn't exactly been enthusiastically out there campaigning for Donald Trump. He has criticized him at least at times where he deserved to be criticized, uh, but he's looking at reelection. And everyone who knows in Politics 101, politicians are single seekers of reelection. That's their number one priority is self-preservation. And Senator Rubio was talked into running for reelection in, in Florida so that Republicans could keep the set control of the Senate. That seat was important. So he's been walking a fine line not to upset too many Trump supporters, okay. but also not to associate himself directly too much with what Donald Trump has said, with the outrageous things he has said, so that he can maintain his seat in Florida. I think Marco Rubio will be able to come back a little bit better than Senator Cruz has, because it wasn't quite as personal with his family the way that Trump went after uh, let's, Senator Cruz. Let's bring in another name, a governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie. You know, when it's all said and done, where will history place him in this? Because as you know, I think on a national uh, scale at one point, um, he was even revered by uh, many Democrats at one point. Uh, now it seems that he has been uh, one of the most starch supporters of businessman Donald Trump for his seeking of office, the White House. Uh, tell us where, when it's all said and done, where will he be in the history books? I think that uh, Chris Christie is going to be a footnote because uh, I'm from New Jersey. I live in New Jersey now. Okay. He's my governor, and he's at about 21% favorability. Okay. Uh, Chris Christie has had quite a fall from grace in New Jersey, and most of it started from when he uh, – the Bridgegate scandal yeah. a, a couple of years ago. That's when he began to um, fall from grace, and then his kamikaze tactics of taking out Rubio at the knees during the, during the primary um, to, in, to help Donald Trump 
was something that upset a lot of people. And he did it really for what? To curry favor with Donald Trump. Um, and now Donald Trump is just, I mean, throughout this, this season, Donald Trump has really treated Chris Christie like a stepchild. You know, he hasn't, he didn't pick him for VP. There's been no talk of him being maybe protect, potentially attorney general. Yes. I mean, they, Chris Christie's kind of just been hanging on there in a way that um, I think people were surprised about because Chris Christie has such a strong personality that he would be riding the coattails of Donald Trump. It's a, it's a strange di- uh, dynamic there, but Chris Christie's really been relegated to the sidelines. Yes, he's running his Trump's, quote, transition team, but that's a very behind-the-scenes job that someone as as um out there as chris christie is as you know as far as his personality with such a strong personality that he would be relegated to that it looks like rudy giuliani has taken over the, okay. the sycophantic the sycophantic uh surrogate unfortunately for rudy giuliani who's i don't okay. know what, what he's doing either but um chris christie really is a footnote and it's it's too bad for for him i guess i don't know where his political future goes as a result Let's talk about some political baggage. Uh, Secretary Clinton, we know the emails. Wiki Elise, uh, we continue to see uh, what some of her staffers have been saying privately in emails. Of course, we know the very uh, well-known tape now, or video rather, where we could hear the audio of uh, Donald Trump speaking to Billy Bush about uh, women. Some very uh, disturbing and vulgar language was used. When it's all said and done, Tara, when we look at the emails, when people look at uh, Donald Trump in the videos and some of the other things he said and, and some of the criticism, of course, that exists for Secretary Clinton, where do you think swing voters will go? I know the polls are saying in droves it seems to be in favor of her. Uh, Do you think the polls reflect reality? Because we know polls can predict a lot, but there's nothing like reality on the actual voting day. It's going to be difficult, um, but I can tell you that the polls have, have trended toward Clinton for the most part recently. There was, in a couple of swing states in early September prior to the first debate, Donald Trump was gaining a little bit of momentum, but he's never led in a national poll since he's won the nomination in July. Uh, so it, it has always been Hillary Clinton's election to lose. Yeah, I'm actually frankly surprised that polls didn't swing more toward Hillary Clinton after the Access Hollywood tape came out, and then after the fact that there were several accusers who have come forward uh, accusing Donald Trump of engaging in the behavior that he bragged about on the Billy Bush tape. So, but he is cratering with women, and women are could make make or break this election for Hillary Clinton. She's lacked in level of enthusiasm with women for most of this election, but it's uh, this this tape with Donald Trump has really shifted that. Republicans have won um, college educated. I'm sorry, um, married women and women without um, high school diplomas. I mean, with only a high school diploma since 1972 for the most part, um, and even college-educated women, they haven't, it hasn't, the gap, the gender gap hasn't been that bad. But Mitt Romney lost women overall by 12% okay. to Barack Obama. Right now, in swing states like Pennsylvania, for example, which is a state that Donald Trump would absolutely need in order to win, he's losing women uh, by a considerable margin. He has about a 24% of rating in a state like Pennsylvania. So, the Clearly, and you can see now that Donald Trump is, is, is even losing in constituencies with women that he should have traditionally should have won, but with Republicans. So that has swung almost up to 30% in some places, and that women could be the difference. They vote at higher rates than men and have since 1984. So 
making up that gender gap for Donald Trump is near, makes the winning this election almost a near impossibility just from that perspective. You know, Sarah, I know, obviously, uh, every woman and man has their own thoughts and individuality, um, but you are a conservative Republican as a female and also a minority female. Um, what the fact is, is the history has been made, that uh, Secretary Clinton became the first female ever to, as you know, capture a major party's nomination. Now, I know you can't speak for everyone, um, but, you know, there are some out there that are saying, shouldn't women, conservative or not, be enthusiastic or behind uh, a woman who is so close to the presidency? Wouldn't that be historical in the sense that it's a female your thoughts uh i you know it's difficult because uh i am not a fan of hillary clinton's um i'm I'm very familiar with the very shady way in which the clintons operate all the way back until you know during the 90s and um it's very difficult for me to be proud of um hillary clinton being the first woman i mean i it's, it's almost an afterthought like yeah okay that's great but she's the wrong woman, in my opinion, and so that takes that takes away from the historical value for me, uh, personally. I it's just it's more of an afterthought because I, I will never cast a ballot for her, and I will never cast a ballot for Donald Trump. I will vote independent this year and write in the candidate uh, in New Jersey. But um, I just it's just difficult for me, and I'm not the only one. Uh, you can, like I said, the enthusiasm gap for Hillary Clinton, even among women, women under 45. Uh, has been interesting. And so it's only because Donald Trump is such an awful candidate and he is engaged in such sexism in his career that women have started to say, you know what, we can't, do this. We can't deal with this guy. We'll go with Clinton. But it's not, I, I think it's, it's interesting that her, the historical value of her being the first woman president is actually really not at the forefront of the conversation because I think Barack Obama stole the thunder as far as historical value with becoming the first black president, that the country is almost, um, I would say, desensitized to the historical value of it being Hillary Clinton because she's so unlikable. You know, before you leave us, uh, we have to throw in the names Gary Johnson, the Libertarian Party's uh, candidate, of course, and Jill Stein with the Green Party. Uh, where do they fit into all of this? I think most people are realistic. No, uh, obviously they're not going to win, um, but they seem very adamant about uh, still campaigning. Um, Jill Stein, you know, conversation very serious. Some of the criticism of Gary Johnson has been he's not been up to date with a lot of foreign policy, and he just doesn't really show an interest here in being up to date also. Uh, what do they add to the conversation, if anything? Uh, well, if anything, uh, Gary Johnson and Jill Stein are taking votes from Hillary Clinton, which is what we've seen in certain places. And in my opinion, neither one of them are uh, qualified to be president of the United States. Gary Johnson disqualified himself more than once with his complete ignorance of foreign policy. And foreign policy is the number one job of the president of the United States, even more so than domestic policy. I mean, the president, it represents us internationally. Um, he can make more unilateral decisions on how our relationships are with other countries. Uh, and that's, you know, he's commander in chief. That's his primary job. And for someone like Gary Johnson, who has more than once just fumbled terribly, basic foreign policy knowledge, it, it was disqualifying. So, and Jill Stein uh, is just a big protest vote, and, and, and even, even progressives dismiss her. So I, I think that at this point these are vanity campaigns for them, and they're actually hurting Hillary Clinton. So for the Democrats who, who don't want to see Donald Trump in office, they, those candidacies in, this, in, in certain places where the race can be really close, like a North Carolina 
or um, even uh, Arizona or Nevada, where we see how close the races are, those four or five percentage points that Gary Johnson and Jill Steiner are pulling at could be the difference. We saw what happened with Ralph Nader in Florida in 2000. A lot of people, a lot of Democrats blame Ralph Nader for uh, Al Gore losing in Florida because of how many votes he took away from him, as opposed to, you know, we saw how close that race was in 2000. So they, they're going to be spoilers, perhaps, in certain places, and that's not going to endear them moving forward to anyone. I've got, I've got to put you on the spot before we leave. In January, who will be taking the oath of office for the next president of the United States? Uh, well, all the odds makers say that it's going to be Hillary Clinton, and um, it looks to me that that would be the case. Donald Trump would have to pull off an, a, a miracle comeback, unprecedented in history, in order to win this election. And frankly, as a conservative, I think that we can we can live to fight another day with Hillary Clinton as as the president because we know her. It's better to know the enemy you know than the one you don't, and uh, reconstitute our, our party and get ourselves together here. But Donald Trump is such an X factor. I'm not quite sure what he would do as commander in chief and as the leader of the free world. It, it scares me to think of putting that level of power in the hands of a narcissist like Donald Trump, what that would do to this country, not only domestically, but internationally. So my my money's on Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Okay. Well, there there you are. That's your prediction. And we're going to stick with it. We have to follow back up and bring you back in once everything is done. It's been an honor to have you here. Where can our national and international listeners go for more information? I'm sure you're out there on Twitter. I am. You can follow me on Twitter at Tara Setmayer. Also on TaraSetmayer.com on my website, and I'm also on Instagram at the Tara Setmayer. What an honor. Thanks for joining us here on Let's Talk America Radio. My pleasure. Bold Favor Magazine is the leadership lifestyle magazine where we highlight bold people, organizations, and causes that inspire us to live fearlessly. Subscribe, read, advertise, and enjoy, and understand how 103,000 people have subscribed to our list with substantial followings on Instagram and Twitter. To expand your brand to include professional profiles and spotlights, enjoy a mutually beneficial partnership beyond the magazine, call or email us today, www.boldfavormagazine.com info at boldfavormagazine.com or 866-611-3753. The future favors the bold. Be fearless in all you do. Bold Favor Magazine. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Now, you know here on the program, we put the spotlight on issues that concern you, especially your health. Now, when your health is at stake, knowing the right and ideal questions to ask your doctor can make all the difference in your outcome. And that's why when tonight's guest was diagnosed with coronary artery disease, she took control of her health by researching treatment options and advocating for herself. Her persistence paid off as she received the treatment her doctor credits with saving her life a stent. Now here tonight to share more about their experiences are both her physician and the patient. I'm talking about the one and only patient Shauna Dukes and also her physician Dr. Colin Barker of Houston Methodist Hospital. Welcome both of you to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on. Now Shauna, I have to ask you this. Um, You were diagnosed with a condition, and then you said, I'm not just going to sit here and take it and internalize everything mentally. I'm going to do something about it and try to research. Explain. Well, 
when the symptoms first started, I had, you know, pretty significant symptoms that were throat tightness, chest tightness, numbness down my left arm, and I just felt like, um, you know, I, I didn't, I'm such an active person, I really didn't think this was something that could happen to me. Okay. And so it led me to seek treatment. Um, but after three doctors and several, you know, heart-related diagnostic tests, yes. I didn't feel like I was getting the answer I was looking for. Um, I didn't feel like anybody had learned the cause of why this was happening to me. Okay. And um, it led me immediately to, through a referral to Dr. Barker. And thankfully, on a particular day where my symptoms were, my angina was so severe, he saw me that very day, and I was absolutely shocked to learn that I had a 90% blockage of, um, you know, one of my main arteries. And um, so, you know, within hours, I was having procedure to have a stent put in that artery, um, a Synergy stent, and um, boy, it, it literally restored my life. I mean, I immediately felt better. I was back to doing the activities I was Amazing. used to doing because I work out every day. Well, you're sure like you bring up a point that's interesting. You're saying here you were having symptoms. You were being proactive, which I'm sure uh, your physician is later going to say the right thing to do, not ignore the symptoms. And then you went to the physicians, and you didn't initially feel comfortable with what was being told to you. Now, explain to our national audience how, I guess, important that is. Because, you know, they're saying, well, you went to the doctor, and, and they, you know, and I'm not sure of the specifics of it, obviously, but you still said, I don't feel comfortable. I want to keep going. Explain how important and critical it is to have persistence? Well, you know, especially after being diagnosed, um, you know, having no idea I could be a, a heart patient, um, it's just extremely important uh, to be your own advocate. And okay. you just have to continue to be persistent in you until you get those answers that you are completely satisfied with. And I really think by doing that, it saved my life. Wow, obviously it did. What a great outcome and a great health success story. Dr. Barker, I want to turn my attention to you now. Um, so Shauna obviously ends up being your patient, and you've seen lots of patients, I can imagine, like her being an interventional cardiologist. What types of questions should patients uh, like Shauna and others be asking when preparing for a procedure like she received a stent? Yeah, I, uh, Shane, I think there are, there are several very important questions to ask if you're being told by your doctor that, that you need a heart stent. The first is, is why? You know, what, what do I have to gain out of it? And generally, you know, as doctors, we, we treat people for two reasons, make them feel better or live longer. And with stents, the, the two main indications or are if somebody's having chest pain, like Shauna was, to relieve the symptoms so that you can go about and, and live a normal life. And the other is patients who are having heart attacks where stents can actually be life-saving. Okay. The flip side of that is you want to understand what the risks are of any invasive procedure. And when it comes to heart stents, which is an invasive procedure working in and around the heart, you want to know what are the potential downsides and complications. These days, it's a very safe procedure, um, especially given the technology, including the Synergy stent that we, we have access to today. But there's still a 1% risk that there can be some sort of uh, complication or mishap. And lastly, you want to understand or get a sense of your local um, situation. How many procedures has your doctor done? How many has the hospital done? Have they done enough where they're very comfortable and, and sort of experts in this? Because we know that places that do a lot of this, it's, it's a much safer okay. procedure. You know, Dr. Barker, you bring up a, a valid 
points, uh, several of those questions. I want to go back to the first one. You're speaking the obvious, and for you being a medical expert, but you're saying at first know why you need this stent. So, I mean, you know, so many times as patients, and you're, you're a patient, I'm sure, somewhere, and also a medical expert, but we hear that we have blood pressure or this heart disease or diabetes, and they just say, okay, I don't want to ask a silly question to a medical expert like Dr. Barker, so I'm just going to take it and go. I mean, please emphasize again to our national audience right now how important it is that I'm sure the good doctors want to hear your questions. Oh, yeah. No, you're exactly right. I mean, just like in Shauna's case, it's, it's your, your body, your health. You, you really have to be your own advocate. I mean, as physicians, we're your advocate, too. But, but when you start getting things piled on, you need to understand, you know, what, what am I going to get out of this? Okay. And, and what are the potential downsides? Because you can end up, as in Shauna's case, in sort of just getting run through several sort of things that doesn't really add up. And, you know, she was things, if, if you had just sat down and, and listened to Shauna for 10 minutes, she was really describing a classic um, heart pain anginal case where she wasn't really getting the, probably the appropriate care or attention she needed. So I think being persistent and asking questions is important, and it's also the physician's job to sit down and listen and answer all those questions wow. so that as a patient you understand why you're taking certain medications, why certain tests are being ordered, and, and why procedures may be indicated. That's important. Really quick before we wrap up, in a few seconds, will you explain to our national audience what exactly a stent does? Sure. Um, a, a stent is a, a metal scaffolding that goes inside an artery and props it open and stays behind and allows that artery to remain open. And these days we have, we have stents that are very safe. There's the Synergy stent from Boston Scientific okay. that uh, has a medication on it as well as a coating that prevents uh, scar tissue from building up and heart attacks. So they become very safe oh, wow. and very durable. Wow, and I can imagine has stent technology changed over the past decade? Oh yeah, no. Over the over the past decade, the uh, issue has been one of fixing this coating. Uh, Ten years ago, we were putting medicines on the stents, but the coatings we were using were causing heart attacks. These oh. days, the the coating actually dissolves, um, so you don't have this this risk of uh, developing heart attacks. And that's what the Synergy stent from Boston Scientific does. Wow, it's all about information and awareness. Uh, thank you both for joining us. Shauna, before uh, we leave, where can our national and international listeners go for more information about education awareness and stents? Well, you know, a great resource for me, um, especially after I had the stent, bostonscientific.com um, backslash Synergy Patient. It's uh, full of information of diagnoses, treatment options, um, information on, you know, the stent and different treatment options. Um, it just was really a great resource for me. That's who we're, um, in fact, partnered with today. The, the, um, it was a resource developed by Boston uh, Scientific. Wow. What a great story of hope and of health awareness. Thank you, Shauna and Dr. Barker, for joining us here on Let's Talk America Radio. Thank you, Shauna. Thank you. Hi, this is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's Talk America keeps you in the know. Hi, my name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana Thornton on Let's Talk America. It's wonderful. Please keep it going, Shana. Hi, I'm Yolanda, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Let's keep it going.
Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Now, you know, here on the show, we put the spotlight on the people and the topics you want to hear from. And tonight, I'm so excited to have with us on champion Mallory Wegeman. And she has been swimming since she was seven years old. In 2008, she received a series of epidurals to help treat de- uh, excuse me, debilitating back pain caused by post-therapic neuralgia. And after the third epidural, she was left a paraplegic with no movement below her waist. But that has not stopped her at all. Any of these setbacks have not. She actually is right now a world athlete, a champion. Currently, she holds 34 American records, 15 world records, and two Paralympic game medals, one gold and the other bronze, which she won at the London 2012 Paralympic Games. I'm so excited to have her on the show right now. Mallory, welcome to Let's Talk America Radio. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for being on with us. Now, you are a world-class athlete, amazing. Everyone wants to know uh, what sort of discipline does it take to get there? You know, competing at this level, it takes an incredible amount of determination and just that ability to stay focused on that end goal, even at times when you know that it's still four years away and have that focus to go to the pool every day and train and take those baby steps that are necessary to reach that end goal of of a Paralympic Games. Wow. And, you know, there are people listening saying, I, I'd love to have the discipline. I'd love to be in shape. Maybe, obviously, not on the level of you, on that level of being an athlete, because that's just exceptional. But saying, I just want to start somewhere. But they can't seem to find the motivation. And maybe they're saying it's the kids, it's everything else. Maybe it's TV. Maybe it's social media. What would be your advice? I think you have to take those baby steps. And, you know, you really have to look at that end goal and break it up into small little goals so that way you have those small successes along the way and, um, you know, not be so hard on yourself. There's a lot of distractions in life, and we all have them, even as a world-class athlete, and you just have to kind of take those moments to step back and remember what you're trying to achieve and take it one step at a time, and eventually you'll, you'll get to that end goal. I love it. Now tell us about your experience at the Rio Games. It was incredible. You know, being down in Rio for the 2016 Games was such an incredible opportunity, and being able to go to my second Paralympic Games was something that I've dreamed of since the closing ceremonies of the London 2012 Games. And so, you know, it was it was amazing being down there, and the energy was absolutely unbelievable, and the spectators and the fans and having my family and loved ones down there, it really was just an amazing opportunity. I love it. You know, tell us about that workout regime and also your nutrition secrets because you know there's so many things people are saying, eat this, eat right. Uh, Here you are, an amazing, exceptional athlete. I'd imagine that your diet is, is one that's pretty strict, huh? It is. And, you know, when you're preparing for a Games and getting ready for competition, it's really important that you're not only putting the work in in the pool and in the weight room and training, but that you're fueling your body so that way you can perform at your highest level. And so for me, a lot of my focus over these past few years has really been that nutritional component and focusing on making sure that I'm getting the protein I need in my diet. And with that said, I start my morning, actually every morning, I drink a glass of milk and I have toast and peanut butter and, you know, I make sure that I'm getting my protein in and all the other essential nutrients and it's, 
it's been a big change in my performance as much as I've started focusing on the nutrition aspect and realizing that it's not just what I do in the pool that's going to make me the athlete I need to be. It's also what I'm doing outside of the pool and how I feel my body for each workout and every day of competition. And that's what's really gotten me to this point in my career at this point. Amazing. You know, uh, growing up, uh, many of us heard milk was healthy. It is. And it still is. I mean, we see so many nutritional facts that prove that. But as adults go through when they think about being in shape or weight loss, they often go sometimes to the shakes and other things. But I think you're bringing out a point that, you know, here it is, milk is still tasty for so many people throughout the world, but also has health benefits. Yeah? Yeah, it has. I mean, it has incredible health benefits. And the the eight grams of protein, they're natural protein, and having those nine essential nutrients in a glass of milk, it's just, it's a wholesome way to get everything you need in, in those eight ounces. And so, you know, I think for me, it's funny, I grew up my whole childhood, we had a milkman growing up in Minnesota, and all the way into my 20s, I had a milkman, and at 27, I still sit down every day with my glass of milk, just like I did when I was five years old, getting ready to go off to school, and mom was giving me breakfast. So, you know, it's kind of stuck with me. It's just a part of part of who I was growing up and has remained a part of me throughout my athletic journey, even now at 27 years of age. Nice. So you're a very young woman, very successful also. Mallory, and I will uh, point this out, not being a spokesperson for um, the milk industry, but I know there are different options of milk out there. And I say that because I, for instance, am a fan of skim milk. So if someone's looking for different options on the uh, fat scale and nutritional scale, you can get 0% fat. Yes, you can choose from skim all the way up to whole. Take your pick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and tell me this before you leave. I know, um, obviously, you face adversity and setbacks, but you have not allowed that to hold you down. You're still a champion. What a wonderful story of humanity and life. Any advice for someone right now going through adversity? Maybe it's a a bad breakup uh, in a relationship. Maybe they've been diagnosed with diabetes. Or there's something going on, and they just don't know how they're going to get through today. Any quick advice for them, you being a champion yourself you know I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is that we're all stronger than we give ourselves credit for and we don't always realize that we have to tap into that strength and don't always realize that we have that courage and bravery within us until we need to tap into it and we need to give ourselves a little bit of slack and not be so hard on ourselves and realize that we all have the strength that we need and we'll find that strength when we need it most and you just have to hang in there and take it step by step and day by day and and you will eventually get to the other side and and just remain remain strong in who you are and allow yourself to lean on those around you when you yourself don't have anything left to give and i think that's something for me in my own in my own journey and life throughout my personal life and my athletic career it's something that i've really had to learn myself and the power of community and realizing that it's okay to to accept help and you don't have to conquer the world on your own you can lean on your loved ones I love it. The power of community and stay strong. We don't know how strong we really are. I love it. Mallory, thanks for being on with us. Before you leave us, please tell our national and international listeners where they can go for more information. Uh, You can follow the Milk Life campaign on social media. Uh, You can follow myself on social media. And um, you can also learn more about the Paralympic movement through Paralympics.org. Thank you so much for being with us on Let's Talk America Radio. Thank you. Stay tuned, 
Welcome back, everyone, to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. And we certainly love all of our listeners, and there's a special place in my heart for our very young listeners. Hey, thanks for sticking with us tonight, Tuesday, October the 25th. We've had one phenomenal guest lineup. If you happen to miss any part of tonight's show, no worries. You can certainly go back and listen to the replay podcast at your convenience. We're out there on so many different outlets. You can check us out on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio itself. Also, tune in or SoundCloud. Whenever you can find a podcast, we're there, okay? So do say Let's Talk America radio show. We will be back on live this upcoming Saturday. It is October the 29th, 2016, on the one and only WAEC Love 860 AM radio station out of Atlanta, okay? Stay with us. For more information, visit our website at ltaradio.com. Do visit us at ltaradio.com. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is out in your community. If you happen to see us out and about in the Atlanta metropolitan area, be sure to get your free cup, okay? It's your red cup. You can certainly enjoy your favorite drink while having a friendly reminder that Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio delivers news, talk, and music. A friendly housekeeping note that Let's Talk America Radio will present its inaugural A Celebration of Hope, a community benefit luncheon on November the 19th. Proceeds to benefit a local GED program that allows young people between the ages of 16 and 24 years old with harsh economic conditions for them to actually uh, sit and train for their GED or high school diploma free. So certainly support us as we support a very worthy community event. We are all involved and connected as one as human beings. And if you are interested in supporting that cause, if you happen to reside in San Diego, California, or in Charlotte, North Carolina, please visit our website, LTA Radio. And on the top menu bar, click 2016 Benefit Luncheon. All support is greatly appreciated. Well, everyone, you know we love timely news, great talk, and also powerful music here. And tonight I'm excited and honored to announce the music of Danielle West. The name of this title is Who You Are. Who You Are by the one and only Atlanta-based vocalist Danielle West. I've had the opportunity to sit down with her in the studio on television, and she has one amazing life journey. Certainly enjoy her music as it closes us out. Remember, we'll be back on live this Saturday night on Love 860 AM radio station out of Atlanta. Stay with us, okay? We want to hear from you, so send us all of your feedback, any show suggestions, or any questions, and you can email that quickly to admin at ltaradio.com. Again, that's admin at ltaradio.com. All right, everyone, certainly stay informed. Can you believe it? We are less than two weeks away from the election. For the White House, it is Tuesday, November the 8th. It's a day that everyone from around the world will be watching. And Let's Talk America Radio will be providing coverage. So stay with us. That's a very special Tuesday night for so many people. All right, everyone, the music of Danielle West will close us out. Have a great week. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is an entity of Padgett and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2016. Views of the guests are their own. They do not represent those of the staff or production team of Let's Talk America radio show. For more information, please visit www.ltaradio.com.
Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.